Hello everyone, welcome to Women of the World. This is a podcast that helps guide you back to your true self. I'm your host, Shannon Sabusi, and today I'm speaking with Rochelle Minning. She's a financial abundance coach and she's going to take us through how she has created 11 forms of income for herself. And it's so exciting. I can't wait. So let's dig in. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm excited to speak with you. Yes, this will be fun. Yeah, I heard Jay speak about financial abundance and you mentioned uh, briefly to me that it created 11 forms of income for you. Mm -hmm. So that's super, super cool. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know, like, what started your journey with this? Yeah, yeah, great question. So I started in finance. Uh, over 15 years ago in the financial planning industry and helping clients with building wealth and investments mm-hmm. and insurance. And mm-hmm. over time, you know, built up my client portfolio and started managing people and very quickly realized that while this is great money, I didn't feel a lot of purpose. I didn't feel mm-hmm. a lot of um, fulfillment around what I was doing, mm-hmm. primarily because the industry in of itself has you focus on products and services and not really the person, not really right. the person in front of you who has goals and dreams and wants to be fulfilled and feel fulfilled also. And mm-hmm. it just, over the last seven years, I have been coaching women with money and recognizing that a lot of what we do in the financial services industry does not really Mm -hmm. serve like the needs of what people want and what people want to experience is feeling content with money, understanding Mm -hmm. money, being confident with money, like very intangible things that we Mm -hmm. weren't talking about, obviously, because we got paid to sell products. (laughs) So there was a very big disconnect in um, how the industry operates and how people actually want to be talked to about money. So um, Mm -hmm. about seven years ago, I had my own breakdown and epiphany of um, going through bankruptcy and like feeling all the shame and guilt around all of that and really came out on the other side realizing like where I get to go and helping women and really expanding into abundance and the emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence side of money and the mindset around money that um, even billionaires don't necessarily have because they haven't worked through the sometimes trauma or limiting beliefs or whatever that might be that gets us to a state of feeling good about money, content with money and being in a solid relationship with money. So that's kind of the short version of my journey, but it's been an interesting one to kind of expand others into. It's not really about the numbers. It's about your relationship with money. I'd love to hear that. And thanks for sharing the story as well, because I can imagine you've been through some pretty painful times, like going through bankruptcy and, you know, going through the ups and downs of even having a business as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess what I would love to know is how can someone like start out with, on this journey? If they're, you know, if they've got a really bad relationship with money, how can they really feel like money is a really good thing in their life if they just don't feel that right now? 
Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it always starts with awareness, right? I think there's a lot of people out there that have just accepted that scarcity is an okay thing in their life. And that could be scarcity Mm -hmm. with money, that could be scarcity with love, with peace, with joy, with all these other elements that um, people feel afraid of losing. And when we sit with Mm -hmm. being afraid of losing constantly, there's no available energy to put towards what is possible and and changing the questioning strategy around what can I do, what can I create, um, whether that's in the form of money and wellness or whether that's in the form of, you know, just love and joy and peace, right? (laughs) So um, I think the first thing is being aware that it is possible to change your narrative that it is possible Mm -hmm. to start to think about things differently and ask yourself different questions because we all kind of get conditioned and put in a box of just this is the way life is and the reality is we have so much available to us that we're not asking for and so even just asking ourselves some different questions of what can I do what what is possible that's the first place to start that's so cool so it's like all mindset first then basically mm-hmm. yeah mindset which then flows into habits which then flows into mm-hmm. um different behaviors which then flows into actual results of changing something yeah it's so powerful what would you say are like the main uh limiting beliefs that people have around money yeah I think the biggest one, um, specifically for women, um, just having taught and educate a lot of women, is feeling like they are worthy of creating more money. I think that's the biggest Mm. one. And embodying what it feels like to be wealthy, a wealthy woman, just to even say that out loud for some people is like, uh, like there's resistance in their body around being a wealthy woman. And the questions mm-hmm. we sit with is, okay, well, why? What What's coming up for someone that is mm-hmm. preventing them from wanting to even be a wealthy woman? Because a lot of people stop way before that and even using the word wealth, they don't want mm-hmm. anything to do with wealth because that equals something that they've made up in their mind. It equals greed, it equals shame, it equals guilt, it equals being a bad, bad person, right? And money in and of itself isn't bad. Um, A wealthy person in and of itself isn't bad, but they have examples and evidence of Mm -hmm. the contrary. Yeah, it's so true. I've just started getting into Amanda Francis. Do you know Mm -hmm. about her? Yeah, she's She's the the money queen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's so good. And it's just like, you know, we have all these lies that we tell to ourselves, like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. And it's like okay if you're gonna tell lies to yourself maybe tell better lies right know? right like yeah <laughs> for sure and the lies work sure. so you can tell yourself different lies it works <laughs> yeah yeah it's all about what you believe isn't it it's just so yeah. powerful the mind is yeah. so powerful mm-hmm. I would love to know um the different kinds of income that you've managed to create through financial abundance yeah, absolutely. This has been a really fun game to play, and I typically um, structure it with my clients in a way that it's truly just gamified, right? Like, let's have a fun way to play this game around how many streams of income someone could come up with. 
Um, so so cool. I've done it for myself and I do it with new, newer clients as they kind of join the journey. And I will say for context before I jump into this is mm-hmm. most people come to me for, you know, help me get rid of my debt, help me save mm-hmm. more, help me budget better, help me. Okay. All the language is very restrictive. Help me keep more of what limited version of what oh. I have, right? And the first conversation we have is like eliminating all of that. It's like, we're not going to focus on any of that. We're going to focus on creating more. (laughs) And they have so so much resistance. (laughs) It's cool Mm. in theory until you experience it. And it's like, oh, is that even possible? I don't know. Like there's a huge breakthrough, breakdown, like all the things in between moments that kind of lead up to it. So that's for context, but for myself, I even continue down this path and every time I am met with allowing another opportunity in, allowing another uh, stream of income in, it's like, wow, yeah. once again, I didn't know this was possible, right? I wasn't present to it. So it's a really fun game to play. Um, so the different ones that I have are um, primarily business, some in real estate, but I have a subscription program, for example. So that creates Mm -hmm. passive income in a membership. I have my coaching Mm -hmm. business and that produces income. I actually just started with um, this company called BetterUp and they're a coaching platform. And I was like, wow, how cool would it be to, because I can only coach so many people. Like my time is, uh, you know, available for only so many people to coach, right? So there's a limit Mm -hmm. on my time, essentially. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can do group coaching, which I've done. I can do the membership, which is more expansive. But this Mm -hmm. BetterUp program allows me to play in other possibilities around beyond finances. So how can I help people like in corporate life, which is where I came from, come yeah. to more of a emotional intelligence side of it. So it's kind of like mm. my secret ninja way to pull them out of corporate <laughs> and be like, there's more possibility for you. Um, so I started um, working with that platform and it's so interesting because it's just like 30 minute like coaching sessions, but they're, they're just one hits, right? It's not a coaching program. It's just like meet with someone for 30 minutes. It's a quick hit and I just expand them into more possibilities. So that's a really fun one that I've created from a, another income stream. Um, my investments are an income stream. So the investments I have in my retirement accounts and my brokerage accounts, um, I have rental properties, so those are, again, depending on how many properties I carry over time, different forms of uh, cash flow and income. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one that I came up against last week, this one was wild. So I'm a part of an abundance circle, and we all... Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> we are all kind of in this place of like playing impossibility with abundance. And so the challenge or task last week was, okay, come up with a number of how much money you want to allow into your world by the end of the week. And okay. again, think of the language, allow into your world. It's maybe not something yeah. that I'm creating or having to do a whole lot. It's just oh. I am in a receptive mode of this opportunity. And I meditated on it and I went and worked out and the the number that kept coming up was 250,000. And I'm just like, that's impossible. Like, 
like you know and then you focus on the how like how am I going to make that happen and again the, the language yeah. how am I going to make that happen like none of that is what I should be asking myself right it's like my how do I get to allow this in how do I get to receive two hundred fifty thousand dollars and by the end of the week oh I mean Phil's just talking about it by the end of the week the opportunity presented itself of how I get to allow that in and it was uh, again through the form of real estate and mm-hmm. it was just like this aha moment of like holy shit okay that's it like that's the property that gets to create that in my life and there's very little that I have to do to like create that opportunity of making $250,000 come into my bank account like it's so simple huh. and I'm just like wow can I do this every week <laughs> like, yeah well can you like yeah it's just yeah, like you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely but like even in saying it again yeah. it's like still scary right so it's just like okay that's where I get to continue to grow and press against that edge yeah. of what I believe is possible right and wow that's incredible yeah for context another girl in the group she she introduced me to kind of this whole game that we played together and we talked throughout the week and um we were tracking the dollars and tracking what was coming in and um her number was ten thousand dollars and same thing like she didn't do anything to allow ten thousand dollars in like one of her sisters like paid her back some money that was like a couple thousand dollars like she received money from a different family member she received money from something she did a long time ago. like so many just things opened up it was wild and we just both sat there like holy crap okay (laughs) like yeah let's just keep playing this game this is like really trusting the universe though like it's not even really about money it's like okay yeah I'm really trusting for this opportunity to like come Mm -hmm. into my life Mm -hmm. so do you like would you say there's quite a spiritual aspect to what you do absolutely and it comes in the it's like a trust of oneself trusting in your own desires but then trusting to your point that the universe will bring those opportunities your way there's also an element because I I think what we tend to gravitate towards because it, it's fun or um, easy is we just sit here and meditate and things come in. That's not how it works. <laughs> like there is mm-hmm. a form of inspired action that comes alongside of that. And that is in the ways of being that we present ourselves in. So, for example, um, some of the affirmations I share with myself and looking at myself in the mirror and say are, you know, I'm a wealthy woman, I am confident, I am radiant, yeah. I am wise, I am thriving, and I use certain words, right? Okay. I get to show up and be that every day, which requires me to be responsible for showing up in a certain capacity. And so that is where I am inspired to do those things. And therefore, I'm asking of the world around me to show up in a different capacity, right? So there is a inspiration and receiving around the asks that I've created for the universe. So that is the doing part of it. And that's the hard part because you are constantly in this kind of emotional, vibrational state of like believing and like worried that it's not going to happen it's like you you get to remove the worry remove like whatever people have a lot of guilt around money so even asking for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a week that's scary Mm -hmm. not because well one because we don't believe it's going to happen but two like we feel guilty somehow that we're taking from someone else and that's not true either there's an abundance of money yeah so 
yeah, it's just a lot of reframing our uh, emotional state along that journey. So what's actually true about money? Because we all think many, many different things. Each person that we would speak to would have a different story about money. But like what actually, yeah, is money? Yeah, money is money isn't like anything, right? It just is. And so if money is, that means like nothing. It means nothing, right? We are making money mean something. We're making a lot of things mean a lot of things, right? So if money just is, there's two points that I like to focus on. Um, And Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. Um, You're familiar with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is a neuroscientist and he does a lot of workshops on getting people to an emotional level of vibration that matches their purpose in life. And Mm -hmm. when we come at things from a motivation of money motivation, it's a much lower, not so great of feeling um, emotion. But if we come at it from a purpose level of uh, motivation, now everything is a lot easier. And so what we focus on is the why, which is our purpose, right? Why am I showing up mm-hmm. as a wealthy woman every day? Why am yeah. I, you know, being confident, radiant, wise, thriving, all these words, right? Why am I yeah, doing yeah. that? Well, I'm doing it because I want to inspire other women to live the life that they desire and be thriving in it, right? So that's my yeah. desire and that's my purpose. Right. Then the what comes into play. So what do I want? That's your ask. What are you asking of the universe? Well, last week I asked the universe to show me a $250,000 opportunity. And I received mm-hmm. that, right? But the, the things we <laughs> focus on, yeah. <laughs> the things we focus on too much is that how is it going to get done? It's that middle ground between yeah. our why and our what. So if we can eliminate the how it's going to get done, and that was literally the work I had to do last week, is not focus on how it's going to get done, only focus on why I'm doing it and what I want. And mm-hmm. the gap in between is what fills in, and that's where a lot of like George Spenza, Louise Hay, a lot of these kind of abundance masters talk about time collapse. Like you no longer have to wait for time to take some sort of course in order for money to be a match with you, because you're focused on your why, you're focused on your what, and the how figures itself out, and that's when time collapses. Mm. So you kind of like need to get yourself in the energetic frequency of what you're attracting or, mm-hmm. or giving permission or allowing into your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and recognizing and constantly tapping into what's motivating you each and every day. Are you only motivated mm. by the money or are you truly in alignment with why you're doing what you're doing and what does that look like? Yeah. Because I find it really interesting that you're in the corporate world, you know, in finance. Um, I don't know how much you are making, but it's like, you know, you were bringing in money and you're bringing in money now, but the relationship is just so different. Like I, I couldn't even possibly imagine just how different it is. So it's like when people are really wishing for money and asking for money, it really you know doesn't really matter because they could be wishing for money and asking for money and having a really shit relationship to it yeah so it just it just baffles me how like we all want money but it's like what like what is our relationship with it yeah yeah and why do we want it right there's another really good book called happy money um by ken 
that's a really yeah. powerful oh, one. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Yeah, he's awesome. But his book is really powerful and has tons of amazing stories about how can we be content with the money that we already have because yeah. in our society we are conditioned to we never have enough. There's always more. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this more conversation and not enoughness conversation versus how to right. be content right here, right now with what we have. And yeah. we can still allow more in from that abundance mindset, right? But contentment is key. Like contentment comes first. And when we start mm. to pivot into that, that's actually when all these opportunities start to show up because so it's so cool. much easier. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we all want it to be easy and it can be, but we're not letting it be yeah. easy. <laughs> Isn't it so true? Like I feel with my business as well. There's so many times where I'm like, I'm just trying to think of like the next best thing. And then this idea for the podcast just came to me just out mm. of nowhere. And I think this, I'm so happy that I'm doing this because I get to share people's stories like you and just share what's on your heart and I think it can really help people just see that there's another way than what they're living right now if they want to change it that is I'm not here to like force anyone to change anything about their life but it's just so nice to hear other yeah like just to be helped along the way in life like we're all just trying to do our best and yeah live a happy life and yeah so I'm just um I don't know. I feel like proud that you've got to this state within yourself. You, you know, you've come from like the corporate world and now you're like really loving what you're doing and owning it and trusting life. And that's just special. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I feel super grateful to have just come down this path and this experience. And there was, you know, a lot of pain point milestones along the way, but they're all for sure. a reason, you know, like they're all working out for me. And that's what's yeah. probably the most powerful about it. Because if I just like had figured it out one day and then like started teaching it, that's actually not a fun story. <laughs> but right. yeah. having gone through bankruptcy and like the unfulfillment of work and like all the pain in between, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes yeah, for a good for sure. story. <laughs> no, that's so true. That's so true. Mm. So how would you say that it's affected like your family life having the mindset that you have now yeah so my partner and I we um when I started really stepping into this whole abundance um mindset which happened started about two years ago so it hasn't been Mm -hmm. for all that long um Mm -hmm. I would just constantly be bringing different things to the conversation around emotional intelligence and emotional vibration he's like okay that's too much right (laughs) I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. He's a very numbers-driven guy. He's like very analytical, okay. so like that doesn't equal money in his mind, right? Like money is something mm-hmm. else to him. But the yeah. more I started to really simply embody it and be it, that's when I think even energetically he can feel that shift in how I show up. Mm. And so I actually don't have to convince him of anything around it. It's more of yeah. just who I get to be and show up as. And that in and of itself attracts him to me, you know, in a relationship, but also from like yeah. this money conversation piece. So now we have different rituals that we share together around one of them. And Ken Honda is the one I can attribute this to. He talks about in his book how we get to allow money in and allow money out, like that money Mm -hmm. flow. And he talks like he's Japanese. So arigato is like the thank you money conversation that he talks about. 
So literally in our house, like we will yell regularly, like Arigato, because money came oh in God. or we paid a bill kind of or <laughs> that's like a really yeah. fun ritual that we um, just enjoy with each other. And so it's just in this constant um, gratitude and joy that we have with money coming in and money coming out. And the mm. most powerful shift in that is when you actually think money as it leaves, because most of the time when you think about money leaving to pay your rent, to pay your mortgage, whatever, like they're mm-hmm. usually large sums of money and you kind of have this almost resent or like uh, feeling around it. But if you shift yeah. that feeling, you can't feel that resentment or whatever you're feeling and feel joy about it at the same time. So you can't can mm-hmm. easily have this complete shift into joy and gratitude and fulfillment in letting money leave your world because the flip side of that is it comes back full circle and then raising your belief system in it can come back tenfold that's kind of the stage I'm at now is like really ramping up my belief system with that and understanding that yes I get to let more leave because more comes in like that's just a whole nother like game Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, like, what's next for you? Is this, like, the next game for you? Yeah, that's the next game. Um, I mean, the 250000 last week was just, like, the whew, mind-blowing moment of, like, what's possible. And so continuing yeah. down that journey on not really focusing on, like, what I get to do, but more of that mm-hmm. why I get to do what I want and what I want and mm-hmm. the letting the how fill in in between. And even since that one pivotal moment of, of last week, I've had – two more opportunities come forward you know in the multiple millions of dollars and numbers right but then it's also like okay this is becoming normal now right like it is Mm -hmm. normal for this to happen because I am focused on my why because I'm focused on what I want and Mm -hmm. I get to play a bigger game of impact um there's I'm full of book recommendations so there's another book (laughs) but the other book um that I really enjoy is The Go-Giver and The Go-Giver by Bob Berg talks about how Mm -hmm. we are in a state of giving more than we receive in payment we're making bigger and bigger impact and so that's another big why it's like I want to make massive impact on the world and women and money and so if I'm going to impact hundreds of thousands of women I also get to play that bigger game and that's where the focus gets to be yeah that's so cool I also think it can just really magnify the impact that you have in the world mm-hmm. as well for sure yeah there's someone someone said something where there's like there's no amount of what did he say oh what was it <laughs> I might have to cut this bit out <laughs> but basically you can't try and solve poverty when you have no money yeah it's like yeah. the message Louise Hay says it. I think a few people say that but um Louise Hay yeah. is what comes to mind but yeah she definitely talks about how you can't be poor to help another poor person like that's not how it yeah. works and you can't yeah. same with sickness right like you can't be sick and help another sick person right you get to level yeah. up and be your best version of yourself and that's what helps people like see what's possible and especially when you come from a place that is you know, from poverty or from bankruptcy or from somewhere, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now that's allowing people to see that there is a bridge and there is a path to see Mm -hmm. and feel that success. Yeah. So, you know, when you reach, well, you know, you are reaching this 250K um, milestone. Is there any part of you that still feels like, oh, I'm not worthy for this? Like, Do those beliefs come creeping back in or are you like, 
you making sure you're at that stage before it happens yeah it does it's never I never feel a hundred percent worthy like ever <laughs> at, at every stage at, at every like stage, a six figure like mark a seven figure mark this 250 in a week mark like I never yeah. uh, felt worthy before it happened. It's always like this, like I, I'm so close, right? I feel like 90, 95% there, wow. but there's always still this little piece that is uncertain. And that's yeah. where we're pressed against this edge of like, can I even say this out loud, right? And so that's what we mm-hmm. all want to push ourselves to is this limit of like, can I even say this out loud that uh, my ask is of $250,000 in a week? Like that was scary. Yeah. And so in pushing myself to that edge, it it's where I knew I got to go next. Right. It's because now it's uncomfortable. Now it's like, okay, mm. <laughs> if it's uncomfortable, that's real. That's where we get to go next. Um, yeah. I had a conversation with another client this morning about the same thing at a different level. She is mm-hmm. trying to negotiate her salary from 50000 to to 100000 and it's possible. She's significantly underpaid. But we had a similar mm-hmm. conversation of worthiness around, like, you deserve this, and you've done the mm-hmm. work. And what's crazy is she's in a different state of mind where she doesn't feel worthy. She doesn't feel okay. like she can ask for that amount of money, even though she's the only person in her company that does this thing. She's the only one that can continue to do this one role. And so they would, the company would lose out dramatically if she left. Right. And so it's reframing like, okay, if you ask for a hundred thousand dollars, that's, that's too much money or whatever her belief system is. That's a lot more money than she makes now, but it's always comparing Mm -hmm. it to what? Yeah. A hundred thousand is more, a lot more compared to 55,000. But if the market rate for her role is 150,000, which it is, and that's what I reminded her of then go and saying you want $150,000 and 100000 looks magical. They're, they're getting you out yeah. of steel, right? So yeah, it's all about like what we're comparing things to. It's like, is 250000 in a week a lot of money? To me, it is. But to a billionaire, mm. it's like chump change, right? So we just have to keep <laughs> yeah. perspective, right? It's like, yeah, relative so to what is it a lot? <laughs> oh my God, I know. Yeah, I'm just starting to get into this. It's like, you know, raising your your minimums and your maximums. Yeah, your standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. What advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, patience. I think Ooh. at a very young age, I was extremely money motivated and always mm-hmm. have had that in my kind of vibration. I get that from my father being an entrepreneur, so it kind of runs in the family. But um, at a very young age, I was working, working in finance and found success very quickly. But Mm -hmm. the money mindset piece wasn't um, in the mix at that, like 19, 20 years old, right? And so I was impatiently trying to get ahead and get ahead and get ahead. And that actually Mm -hmm. put me into... um, uh, I was working 80 hours a week and I became very ill and okay. that's actually what started the momentum of bankruptcy as I couldn't work. Therefore I didn't have enough money to pay the bills and I had medical bills and that's what put me into kind of this bankruptcy um, phase. And wow. it was, it was just, had I had patience, had I kept going um, at the pace I was at, which was mm-hmm. more mindful about my body and my well-being okay. and 
and the money, right? Like all of those can have a space in life, but I was very hard on one end of like just making the money. And that's all I focused mm. on. Um, and it really messed up just my body and my well-being. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I do feel like the world is shifting into a more of like a gentle way. You know, it's less about the working yourself to death and it's mm -hmm. more about really honoring. So where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me. Um, I have a women's Facebook group that I host um, free workshops in. So these are the types of conversations that we have in there on a regular basis um, weekly. Awesome. So um, that is Facebook groups. Um, I'll, I'll give it to you in the, sh the notes, but it's basically ambitious women nine to five. And then mm -hmm. um, you can also follow me on Instagram at abundance queen life. Oh, that is awesome. One more question, actually. Yeah. Your life. Yeah, exactly. So it's really yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you mm -hmm. so much for coming on. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.